The Hoosiers start off the season with a victory, but boy, was it not without some anxiety, some nerves, some PTSD maybe for a number of reasons on Tuesday. They get their victory over Eastern Michigan. They start the Mike Woodson era with a win, but there is a lot to talk about from that game that got really close really late. Uh, Felt a lot like a previous debut for a head coach, but fortunately the Hoosiers hang on. And it'll be a fun podcast. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Wednesday, November 10th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily source for IU news, analysis, fun, jokes, Uh, And today, some relaxation, some breathing easy after the Hoosiers hang on for the win. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, uh, especially on YouTube. Go check us out over there. We post all the podcast episode videos on YouTube every day, so be sure to give us a subscription over there. Today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. Big thanks to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Uh, I'm loving the Hoosiers picking up a victory. I did not love the way that they did it by the end of the night. We're going to talk about that here in just a moment before that. Make sure you are following us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosier. Uh, I'll be live tweeting through the games this season over there. Uh, We can have a a conversation over there during the games. Follow us on Instagram as well at Locked on Hoosiers. For those that missed it on Tuesday night, the season opener for Indiana, uh, 68-62 victory to kick off the Mike Woodson era. It was a victory. It was a win in his debut. But uh, so in that respect, it was better than Archie Miller. But boy, did it come with some nerves. Hoosiers looked like they were running away with this one. The lead peaked at 40 to 19 after a Xavier Johnson layup. 18 minutes, 13 seconds left in the second half. If you're good at math, you will. (laughs) You don't even have to be good at math to quickly tell. Eastern Michigan dominated the game from that point, really took control, changed the pace, got themselves back into the game, and made it a one-point game late on, forced the Hoosiers to execute down the stretch. That they did, but that it needed to get to that point is concerning. Uh, We're going to look at the positives from the night in the first segment, some negatives, I'm sure there's a lot of them, and then some of uh, the standout players from the night as well. So let's start with the good. Uh, A win's a win, and it's a win to open the Mike Woodson era. As I said, as everybody remembers, that doesn't always happen for debuts for the Hoosiers. So in that regard, exciting. Uh, And I think it's important to remember something that Mike Woodson said after the game. Uh, Quote, we're trying to learn how to win. I thought when we got the lead, we stopped playing how we got the lead. These guys aren't used to winning. 
and I'm not trying to necessarily throw shade at Archie, but there's still a certain aspect of learning how to win that these guys have to do. Uh, Trace said after the game that they didn't put their foot on uh, Eastern Michigan's throat when they had the chance. They're saying the right things. I I think everybody recognizes that they almost screwed up on uh, Tuesday, but it's also noteworthy that uh, Coach Woodson said kind of multiple times that he wasn't disappointed with the performance. Um, at the end of the day, it's a victory for a, a team full of newcomers and a coach's first game at home in front of fans for the first time in over a year. Like, There's a lot of reasons why there were jitters, nerves, why the team may not have played like they had in practice, things of that nature. So in that respect, a win is a win. Uh, We always welcome them. And um, after last season, after the last couple of seasons, I'll welcome any victory like that. I thought overall that was a really, really strong defensive performance, Um, especially early on when they built that lead. Just the the energy that they brought on that end of the court really made a difference. Uh, Trace was getting up, blocking some shots. Uh, Race Thompson got up, absolutely swallowed a shot on the fast break um, in the first half. The two of them combined for five blocks. Um, overall, as I kind of suspected they might, based on what we'd heard about the offense, it was a switching defense. And when you can switch, keep the pressure up, they force some bad shots, some 24-second violations. And I just thought overall it was a really good defensive performance. Even late in the game, uh, when Eastern Michigan was kind of throwing in some shots, uh, I thought some of those were just contested threes, um, which is the mo- all you can ask for, for the Hoosiers to just get in there get a hand in the face, contest the shot, and live with the result. Uh, Coach Woodson, after the game, said, our switching was pretty good for the most part, but you still have to challenge shots. I think they pulled the trigger on a few where we just didn't contest well enough. We got soft. We were comfortable with the lead. Again, the Hoosiers are going to have to learn how to play with the same level of intensity, when they're whether it's a two-point game or whether it's a 21-point game. That's something that's not even something specific to this IU team. That's just in general in all of basketball. That's something that teams at the high school, at the college, at the pro level struggle with. So it's a lesson they're going to have to learn. I'd rather learn that lesson in game one against Eastern Michigan than in a Big Ten game where it's more important, things of that nature. So uh, you can take the learning curve, the uh, learning moments, I should say, early in the season, kind of get over those roadblocks and build. Just make sure that this game uh, becomes something you learn and build from. Uh, I also thought the desire to play defense was there because they knew that if they played defense, they'd get to have fun on offense. And that's something Coach Woodson talked about. And I thought the offense was a really free-flowing modern offense like uh, like we thought it would be. Um, they created some decent looks. The guards got to the rim a couple times, uh, not even just a couple times, a lot throughout the night. The pick and roll created a lot of open looks for Trace, a lot of open three-pointers. We're going to talk about the three-point shooting. Uh, But just in general, I like the look of the offense overall. Spread the floor out, let guys beat their man one-on-one at times, 
and just take advantage of your athleticism, your skill, and just make it look more modern. And maybe it's because we're comparing it to what we saw last season, which was as far from a modern offense as you could get. But uh, I thought overall it, the the system, the scheme was good for the offense, even if it didn't always lead to to makes. I thought, I mean, I you missed a lot of bunnies on the night. I thought um, shots at probably later in the season once they get more of a groove that they're going to hit. So just things like that. I was overall encouraged by the look of the offense. If it, even if they didn't execute everything, the execution will come later in the season. They were getting open three pointers. They were getting open looks at the rim. Um, they were breaking guys down. A lot of things that are sustainable. If you can create open looks, that's sustainable, and eventually you're going to hit those at a at a high rate. I'll, I'll just mention them now because I have to mention them in the positives. We'll talk more in depth about them uh, at the or more towards the end. Trace and Race were absolutely awesome, and I am going to enjoy watching the two of them for 30 plus games this season. Let's flip it to the negatives, but only after we talk about prize picks. I don't know if you guys took advantage and played prize picks today, but if not, they are the college sports daily fantasy leaders. Uh, They have more college football props than anyone, whether it's uh, star players for power fives or mid-major players you probably haven't even heard of. They have props available for receiving touchdowns, receptions, rushing yards, passing yards, literally anything you could think of. These guys have you covered. All all users that make a deposit today while using promo code LOCKEDON will receive a 100% deposit match uh, up to $100. So they're giving you up to $100 free. You can use that on multi-sport entries Uh, it's simple just pick two to five uh, players select the over under on their prop win up to 10 times your entry it's really easy it's really fun i enjoy playing it so don't hesitate go check out prizepicks.com use that promo code locked on whether it's on their website on their app store take advantage of them today prizepicks is daily fantasy made easy as we mentioned, today's show sponsor is McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and an endless supply of fries and McFlurries, assuming the ice cream machine works. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates and competitors Uh, whether home team, away team, whatever it is, can come and recharge. It's a place you can always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. Uh, It's a place for fourth meal as well, as I always mention. Best fourth meal in the business. Late night, head on over, get those McChickens, those fries, apple pie maybe, whatever your go-to fourth meal is. Head on over to the local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Big thank you to our friends for always being there. I'm loving it. The things I wasn't loving on uh, on Tuesday night, there were a lot of them. I tried to limit them. Halfway through the game, I thought we were going to have too many positives. And then that last 18 minutes was as ugly as uh, any stretch last season uh, under Archie. 
I'd say the biggest negative, though, is that three-point shooting. It has been a problem for quite a while. On Tuesday, the Hoosiers go four of 24 from the three-point line. Uh, they hit two of their first three. Parker Stewart hit both of them. Miller Cop missed one, but they go two of three to start. Uh, for math whizzes, that is two of 21 to finish the game. That is not going to get it done. Uh, they struggled mightily. If you're looking for the silver lining, as I mentioned, a lot of them were open looks, and they were open looks for guys that you would anticipate would knock them down, namely Miller Cop, who went 0 of 3. Um, Parker Stewart did go 2 of 4, but you would expect Miller Cop to knock, knock down more threes. Uh, Woodson kind of said something to that effect after the game. He said, we're missing a lot of wide open threes right now. We got to get better in that area. They will. We'll get to that point. Uh, if you want to ever feel optimistic about a game, win or lose, just listen to a Mike Woodson press conference. He is hes as optimistic as they come. Uh, I thought a lot of the three-pointers came as a result of the Eastern Michigan doubling trace. hes He was really good tonight at finding the open guy when he was doubled. Uh, Mike Woodson also said something to that effect as well. Said Trace is going to be double teamed, and we know that when it comes out of there that first time, that shot's going to be open. When we get those open looks, we just didn't knock them down. Listen, again, as I was saying, it's sustainable the way that they got the open looks, whether it was from Trace kicking out, whether it was a pick and roll leading to a weak side three pointer, whatever it may be, there were open looks. The problem's going to be they have to knock them down at a certain point or defenses are just going to dare them to shoot. Uh, so through one game, you can look for silver linings, but at some point the Hoosiers are going to have to knock down those threes at a high enough rate to make sure that defenses stay honest on them. The other obvious negative takeaway is the fact that they let the lead slip away. We kind of touched on it at the beginning that this team is still learning to win, learning how to win, I should say. And it's easier to learn those lessons after a victory, but that it got to that point where a 21-point lead was trimmed down to a single point is concerning. I thought Eastern Michigan upped the pace a little bit, got out in transition, got some easy buckets, and when you do that, create a little momentum, uh, things can change quickly, and that was the case. Got a couple easy looks, threw in a couple three-pointers. Uh, Farrakhan hit some wild shots, missed his first, I believe, 13 shots, and then went five of eight to close, threw in that wild three-pointer late uh, to make it a, a close game still. Again, the positive is that the, the Hoosiers executed when they absolutely had to. I thought late that they didn't get Trace Jackson Davis the ball enough. They eventually went to him. And it led to a basket, and then it led to him laying one off for race, uh, some free throws a couple times. So just get him the ball in those situations. I trust him more than anybody else on this Hoosier team. We don't need three-pointers early in the shot clock. I think part of that is a byproduct of the aggressiveness that Mike Woodson wants a team to play with, pushing the pace, pushing the ball. And at times... It leads to the Hoosiers maybe a bit out of control going to the rim, something or things like that. 
And late in games when the lead's slipping away, you need to execute. You don't need to push the pace like that. I'm sure that's something Coach Woodson's going to be saying post-game and in practice on Wednesday. I thought guard play was pretty erratic uh, at best on the night. We talked coming into the season that that felt like it was going to be a strength, especially at the point guard position. I didn't think anybody really stood out. Um, Xavier Johnson technically finished with 14 points. He was 4-9. I thought it was pretty hot and cold from him throughout the night. Uh, He was probably the best of them, but even then, he had the foul on the three-pointer late. I It was probably a foul. I know that they looked about him kicking out or whatnot. I thought he hit his hand. Uh, there's just no need to kind of challenge that shot that aggressively in that situation. He was already going to be kind of off balance, putting up a, a wild shot. Just let him shoot that. Get a hand up. No need to get that close. Uh, Rob Fennessy struggled mightily again. Three of 11. Uh, seven points, two turnovers, two assists, a rebound. I was surprised there was no Christian Lander. I know he was recovering, or he had a foot injury at Hoosier Hysteria. He was in uniform, so I was a little surprised they didn't see him. Um, Parker Stewart started off hot, hit those couple of three-pointers, and then was virtually invisible the rest of the game. Tamar Bates, I thought he looked pretty good. Stats don't necessarily back that up. He had six points, two rebounds. I thought he got to the basket well, um, didn't finish all of them, which again is something we mentioned earlier with not finishing the bunnies. But overall, though, I thought it was pretty erratic guard play, and that's been a problem for the Hoosiers. It was a big problem for the Hoosiers under Archie, just not having that guy that can complement Trace uh, on the perimeter. They're going to need that guy. They're going to need multiple players, honestly. It's one game, so I won't make any kind of sweeping generalization like that, but through that one game, it wasn't the the greatest showing. And then free throw shooting was the last thing that wasn't pretty. They go 12 of 20. Uh, ultimately it didn't cost them, but you knock down a couple more of those, not shooting 60, 60% from the line. If you go 16 to 20, 15 to 20, knock down two or three more three pointers, and this is a blowout even still. So, so small margins that sometimes can change the game, but uh, Trace has got to do better than three of seven at the line, especially with how often he's going to get there. Uh, that was the big one for me. That being said, that's about the only knock I have on Trace for the night. We're going to talk about him, obviously, and some of the noteworthy players from the game. I think you can probably guess most of them, but something else that we can rely on is the great taste of some Built Bars. I can't recommend these guys enough. I've almost went through my whole order of uh, Built Bars I got, I think, uh, last week, a couple weeks ago. If you haven't tried them by now, you guys are missing out. These aren't your mom and dad's protein bars that are chalky, waxy, hard to chew, hard to get down. These are covered in 100% real chocolate. They taste like a candy bar, but the best part is that they are low in carbs, low in calories, low in fat, low in sugar, high in protein. They're tasty. They're healthy. They're delicious. They have so many flavors. I have the blueberry muffin and the cookies and cream. They have coconut. They have raspberry mint brownie, cherry barcia. They're adding new flavors every couple days for a limited time. 
Make sure you guys don't miss out. Head on over to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. The Hoosiers definitely did not cover on on, uh, on Tuesday. I thought that line was a little ambitious, but I wasn't going to bet on game one of any uh, season and especially game one of a new coach. But if you guys bet on Eastern Michigan, you came away victorious on the night, uh, at least for the spread. Bet online. I hope you guys is where, or I hope is where you guys went, because they're your number one spot for basketball and football this season. Head on over to the new updated website or on your mobile app, uh, and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using promo code Locked On. Again, another place that is giving you guys free money. Whether it's basketball, football, baseball, well, no longer baseball, I should say, NHL, boxing, UFC, whatever it is, these guys have you covered, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. This game for the Hoosiers uh, started and ended with Trace Jackson Davis dominating, finishes with a double double of 21 points, 14 rebounds. Handed out three assists, had three blocks, nine of 14 from the field. As we mentioned, three of seven at the line. But he was dominant. He was everything I hoped he would be. Flashed a little bit of a mid-range game even. Uh, but I I think the thing about him that I enjoy most, especially tonight, is he's dominant, but he's smart. He doesn't He knows when to force the issue and when to lay it off to a teammate. He had a play in the second half. Eastern Michigan was on a bit of a scoring run. He gets the ball, gets to the rim, finished over three people, stopped that scoring run. You fast forward toward the end of the game. He gets the ball, goes into the middle of the lane, draws draws defenders again. This time knows to dump off a little wraparound pass to Race Thompson, who finishes uh, the layup to give him that assist. Uh, he did it again a little bit later. Race went to the line. Those two were absolutely terrific together. But Trace, I, I just appreciate that he didn't force shots, especially late. You just put the ball in his hands. He'll make the right play, whether it's to get a shot, whether it's the little wraparound dump-off passes, whether it's kicking out for threes. Fully trust him. I'm excited to get to watch him this year. Almost equally as exciting was Ray Thompson because he's going to be IU's X Factor this year. Uh, he does a little bit of everything, and that was the case on Tuesday. He only finishes with five points, had 10 rebounds, three assists, a steal, two blocks. Um, he, he went 0-4 at, or from the three-point line. Those were his only misses on the night. Listen, that was he's really fun. I think he is a perfect complement to Trace. I think he plays really well off of him. There's a, a skill set that it's hard to kind of it's not a tangible skill set, but just knowing how to play off a guy who's gonna get those double teams, knowing where the spaces are gonna be, knowing how to find those spaces. There's a there's a value to that. I think that's a skill set. And race is really, really good at that. Uh, he can read when the defense is focusing on Trace. He'll cut to the basket. Uh, he'll find those little openings, and those two play so well off of each other. 
but overall, Race did a little bit of everything. He played well defensively. Him and Trace dominated the glass, helped IU um, win the rebounding battle, even if only by one. But when they don't have Michael Durr, Logan Duncan didn't play. Uh, those two really stepped up. Helps you play as more of a small ball team that Mike Woodson wants when those two are able to rebound and defend so well while also playing on the perimeter. I didn't have a third person listed. Um, I'm not sure there was a third person that kind of stuck out to me. I mentioned a lot of the guards I thought were pretty erratic on the night. Miller Cop goes 0 of 3 from the field, only had three points. That coming on a an and one jumper uh, at the very end of the first half. Um, other than that, I, Jordan Geronimo, maybe just because of that insane alley-oop he had, Trace threw an awful alley-oop pass uh, on baseline cut, and Jordan Geronimo still somehow dunked it. So I guess for that alone, I'll give him the credit. He finishes with four points and four rebounds. I'm excited. He's going to absolutely posterize someone this year, and I'm already so excited for it. So uh, I guess that will be the third guy we highlight. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're going to be back, should be back on Thursday to talk about the IU men's soccer Big Ten tournament game. That is on uh, Wednesday afternoon. Depending on when you're listening to this, you might still have time to tune in. It's at 2 p.m. on Wednesday. And then the women's team kicks off on Wednesday as well, Wednesday evening. Unfortunately, that game is on Flow Hoops, which is behind a paywall. Probably not going to be able to watch it on TV, but if you're in Bloomington in the area, get down there and watch those girls. They are going to be one of the top teams in the nation this year so they're going to be really fun to watch we'll recap them we'll recap big 10 men's soccer for thursday's episode after that though uh or now i should say for your second listen head on over to the locked on big 10 podcast with nate dickinson those guys have a lot to talk about because the big 10 basketball kicked off pretty much everywhere tonight uh and then they also have some big football games coming up on saturday Make sure you leave a rating and review if you haven't already. I appreciate all the help you guys have given us there. I'm excited for the IU basketball season, and it sure seems like you guys are as well. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast. All of that fun stuff. But most importantly, guys, have a great Wednesday and Elio.